0: You're listening to a Southern Star media production. Hello and welcome to the Southern Star's coronavirus podcast. I'm the news editor Siobhan Cronin. And
1: I'm the section editor Emma Connolly.
0: Each week we are talking to people at the centre of the crisis in West Cork and beyond. We also take a look at that week's Southern Star and how our reporters across the region are covering the pandemic. This week, we also have some new music from Clonakilty singer-songwriter Alan Tobin.
1: Also, in this week's podcast, I'll be talking to nutritionist Majella O'Neill, who's based here in Skibbereen, and she's going to be giving us some great advice on how to safeguard our health and well-being during these pandemic days. But first, let's take a look at this week's paper.
0: Right, Emma. So on this week's uh, front page, we have an update on that very sad story about what's happening in Clonakilty Community Hospital.
1: Yes, um, the HSE confirms that since the beginning of April, um, nine people have lost their lives in Plannacilty Community Hospital, which obviously is very, very sad news. Um, And I guess what what kind of really struck me was that it's a real reminder that this um, pandemic is not something happening in another country or in another city, that it's right here on our doorsteps. Um and for anyone, you know, myself included, I have to admit, who's flagging a little bit or getting a little bit fed up, um, it's quite um quite a, a serious reminder why we, why we're making these sacrifices and what it's all about.
0: Exactly. And I think even some staff have had to be drafted in there because their own staff have got sick and have had to self-isolate. So there's also a very unusual story about a bogus priest in this week's paper.
1: Yeah, uh, unusual is one one good word to want to describe it. It's, it's very odd, like semi-humorous, but, but odd. There's um, a, a, yeah, a bogus caller has been ringing women um, in different areas throughout West Cork, uh, Kilbritton, Duras, Astmore um, are pretending to be parish Paris priest ringing from a blocked number and offering to hear their confessions over the phone now fortunately um everyone f- who was called realized it wasn't their parish priest and put the number down and guardi are investigating it but um i guess the fear is that some will will fall for it and you know and have an unpleasant experience and actually what we, we we do know that uh, one of the calls was of an unsavoury nature. So, um, yeah, just not so
0: very nice behaviour. Very, very odd one, as you, as you said. Yeah. And we also, on page one, we're covering that story, which got quite a lot of publicity during the week about Scallies and Clonic Guilty asking people to not be rude and to please exercise social distancing. So we have a little bit more on that and some other retailers coming on board with the, with the same thoughts. But inside, I think on a... Uh, more lighter note but just to say first we also do have a little piece on Tig Daly from Nursing Homes Ireland who was actually interviewed on this podcast last week about the reaction of the nursing homes mm. to the crisis so that's uh, if you're interested in that that's worth a listen back to of course Tig is from Drummer League originally and he's on the news most days now at this stage on behalf of the Nursing Homes but there is a very, very quirky story on page three this week about a couple in a lay by in Glengar. Oh yeah. Oh, we spoke to them, I think, yesterday, Emma.
1: Oh yeah. These these two made my day yesterday. They were they were brilliant. They really they, they made me smile. They they're an English couple, Maisie Mazzy and Dan, um, who are YouTubers and they live in a motorhome and they travel around the UK and Ireland. Now they were in Ireland at the start of january and they found themselves in west cork when um lockdown hit so they figured they had no other choice but to pull into where they literally were which was by the kaha pass a few miles outside Glenn Gareth and beautiful they've been there stuff. it is a beautiful spot and they say they're lucky that they found themselves there rather than anywhere else and um, so they've been there for about six weeks now and they do little vlogs and the funny bit is um one of their followers Took pity on them and posted them some Yorkshire beer and some chocolate, but of course he didn't know where they were living, so he addressed it. The board couple in a board lay by West Cork or something like that, um, and figured the chance of it getting to them was slim, but thanks to local postman um, Mike um
0: anything, is it? yes
1: exactly he went the extra mile
0: Mike O'Shea sorry Michael. exactly
1: Mike O'Shea um well-known Garth, Man, he worked in the golf course for years so he went the extra mile and literally took it with him on his rounds and figured if he found if, if they were to be found he'd find them and he did and so the uh Dan and Mazzy had enjoyed the chocolate and the um the beer and then yesterday um our photographer freelance photographer andy gibson went along got some great photographs and uh, dan and mazzy actually recorded the whole thing for their youtube channel called travel trolls tv so it's actually it's very it's very amusing um uh, entertainment i suggest i'd I'd recommend you have a look at it if you fancy a bit of a giggle
0: absolutely and uh so we moving along then to some of the other features inside some of the lighter stuff to kind of keep us amused in these dark days. Um, There's a piece there from author Denise Deegan, and she has a new book out, which is set in West Cork, called Season of Second Chances. Now, Denise is a regular visitor here to West Cork, and she spent a lot of her childhood here, so that's why she has a real grot for the place. She's based in Dublin, but she's one of these people who says, I can't go there, I'd love to go there, God, for a day on Barley Cove Beach right now. But I won't be doing that. But she's just written a piece about her love for West Cork and why she set the book here and her constant phone calls to the Southern Star office asking us to give her hey. um, little tips on various names of local GAA clubs or what would a young girl in West Cork call <laughs> her boyfriend. <laughs> or it's a, a lovely car With the GP drive. Yeah. So uh, that's that's um It's available from this week. So she's a nice piece about that. There's also a piece from journalist Brian Canty, who's originally from Ines and he's now based in Spain. So he's looking at how the pandemic is um, being covered there. And obviously, Spain is one of the hardest hit countries after Italy. Uh, But you also have a nice piece, I suppose, semi-serious, really, Emma, on what we're all going to be doing when restrictions are lifted, but we need to get back to work and social distancing is going to be very important. Yeah, I mean
1: it's it's just a, everyone's kind of guessing in the dark, really. But I chat, I I spoke to a local um, hairdresser, um, dentist, and restaurant owner, bar restaurant owner, and really just asked them what they were thinking. And I guess they are really just going through different scenarios and um, trying to keep the sunny side out, figuring how it you know opening up would work. You know what's worth their while, where it's not what's not worth their while and um, they're obviously all very worried um, like the rest of us but
0: the dentist gave us a good insight though into I suppose we'd all be going to a dentist at some stage and you would be worried because it is a very intimate procedure yes but uh, he's talking about the client and the practitioner being in full PPE basically to get anything done so yes. they are preparing for that.
1: Yeah, that's concealed Dental and they're putting in a serious amount of work. Um, and as you say, Dentist obviously is one of the most um, you know serious ones, but um, they're putting in a serious amount of work and there's an awful lot of science and technology behind it. So they're, they're, um, their thoughts are a very interesting read. Yeah, that's concealed Dental.
0: Great. And what have you got in the life section this week, which you're editing? So in the life section, yeah, I'm trying to keep things a bit more little
1: on these striking dark day, so Angela Scanlon well-known broadcaster and um, is telling us on how she yeah she's married to Corkman um North Corkman Roy Horgan is telling on how, how she's surviving lockdown in London with a two-year-old and trying to work from home and all the rest and I guess on that note I'm continuing my ravings and ramblings in my diary this week and um, how we're all getting on and um, yeah just
0: hanging in there. For, for good tips for what to watch after life Ty oh yes,
1: Ty, Fle- Ty Fleming. He Isn't he giving us all just, he, he's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, I'd love to be in lockdown with his family, to be honest with you, but I, they're just, they're, he's the real hero, I think. Um, yeah, he, he's brilliant. I am going to miss Sean work, but I still have Ronan Collins, thank the Lord. <laughs> Don't take Ronan. Don't go anywhere, Ronan, please. This week's podcast interview is with Magella O'Neill. Magella is a well-known West Cork nutritionist based in Skibbereen, and she's sharing her top tips and advice on how to maintain well-being and good health during these strange pandemic days. Hi, Magella, and welcome. Good to talk to you today. So I guess, Majella, um, we, at the very uh, outset of this pandemic, a lot of us, myself included, would have defaulted to the old reliables of, you know, um, maybe a glass of wine or a bag of crisps at night time, maybe ditching or exercise and all the rest, too much snacking. But now we're at week seven, or. I think it's week seven anyway, we're, we're, we're a good few weeks in and I guess we all feel like we need to win back some control um, in these kind of, you know, new normal days that are upon us if we're going to last the pace at all. So I know you feel that there is huge scope um, in our diet, in our mindset and in our lifestyle to really, you know, empower ourselves and feel less of a victim um, during these days. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so I think undoubtedly this is a very challenging time. And for anyone who's, you know, used to routine, when we're thrown out of our routines, the first thing it does to us is throw us into a little bit of a spin. And we're not quite sure how to cope with it. But I'm a really firm believer that challenges have the potential to make us stronger and wiser and actually be a great time to do a little bit of learning and expanding of our our self-knowledge and our, our ability to cope in the world um, because the light, life is always throwing us curveballs and uh, this one granted is as big as I think most of us would ever like to see in our lifetime definitely yeah and it's quite the first thing I would say it's quite normal for us to resort to self, to sort of comfort things things that make us feel Secure and food is from from when we were babies. We've used food as a way of self comforting. Uh, I think maybe my generation more so than currently. We, we when if we fell and were crying, we were often offered sweets, some sweets some. to stop us crying and perhaps to make us feel a little bit better or something. But and there is actually science behind that because sugar does and temporarily and serotonin. And is one of our mood altering uh, neurotransmitters but unfortunately things that come up very quickly and high come down quickly and that is true of our mood and that can be true of sugar surges that little boost that we get from sugar it gives us a nice little bit of a zip up but an equally uh, dramatic
1: Fantastic,
2: yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that uh, I would suggest is, yes, we, sugar is a reliable enough little bit of an um, energy and mood booster. And that is why so many people do resort to it. But um, I would overlap that information with the fact that we now know that sugar has pretty much a detrimental effect on our immune system. And this one time we don't want to be challenging our immune system. It uh-huh. challenges our immune system on all different kinds of levels from the way it affects our microbiome, which are our bacteria, that are very interconnected with the way our immune system functions, to right into the way uh, it creates inflammation in our system. And we know now that COVID-19, one of the deep responses that it has with people, particularly people who are get into a more serious stage of the disease. Is a huge inflammatory response. So we really do want to limit foods that drive inflammation. And it's it, without being too technical, we kind of know all that the foods that are we classically call junk food are actually pro-inflammatory. But we have a whole lot of other foods that are actually naturally anti-inflammatory. Okay. And we also happen to be foods that boost our immune system. And tend to naturally have a natural blood sugar balancing on our system.
1: So, I, so I guess you know, typically, Magella, um, Let's just say it's you know, at two o'clock, and we're hit. Or three o'clock, and we hit the slump, and you know, you're trying to manage the kids and do a bit of work. So, the natural tendency might be a bar of chocolate. I'm, mm. So, like, let's just say now, and I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for the bar of chocolate. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and make a better choice. What, what do you suggest there? What should we go for?
2: Okay, so I would roll back to what you ate for your lunch. Okay. Okay. It's at the level of preventing that slump that can be where you make ground. So I would say if your lunch was a big carby roll, or worse still, if you ended up going for a coffee and a snack, you will have gotten a little boost of blood sugar that went up, your sugar goes quite high and we that's something that's quite easily tested but when the sugar goes, when our blood sugars go up quite quickly and quite high, we get a corresponding release of insulin. So a little bit of science for you here. But that insulin uh, brings, has the the response to that insulin is telling you to store that sugar and often we put it into our cells or we put it into our fat stores leaving us with low blood sugar. That's that kind of Foggy brain, low energy, oh, I could do with a nap kind of feeling. Yes, so yes. go back to lunch and maybe making those better choices at lunchtime. Having a good 220 grams of protein for your lunch with a good um, amount of high fiber vegetables and whole grains and good healthy fats will bring your blood sugar up quite gradually but in a more longer sustained way. So quite likely three o'clock, your blood sugar hasn't dipped. It's at the same level it was an hour previously, and you're not getting that slump. So a very good thing to start with, um, one of my favorite go-tos is a bag of salad leaves. You know, they're getting, they're coming on the stream now that we're getting into the spring season. Something that was bit of lettuce and maybe even some of the darker greens and half an avocado, some grated carrots and tomato, uh, a little bit of leftover dinner. I'm a great one for throwing in a big tray of vegetables for my dinner and tossing them onto my salad for my lunch. And then you can open a can of tuna, can of sardines. Again, maybe some leftover roast chicken from the night before.
1: So it's easy, nothing, nothing difficult, nothing that should be phasing any of us.
2: Yeah, and then and again, I would be going for uh, if you're having some bread, try to go for whole grains or whole grain rice, lentils, chickpeas. If you're more inclined for vegetarian food, and my big go-to then is a good quality oily dressing with extra virgin olive oil, and maybe some extra flaxseed oil to give you some omega three. Uh, Spice it up with some herbs or spices, lemon juice, uh, mustard, garlic, whatever you fancy.
1: And and Michelle, you just mentioned the importance of anti-inflammatories there earlier. Can you just give us a few examples of those?
2: Yeah. So all our very good quality, good fats are anti-inflammatory. So the interesting thing about fats are... Good fats are as good for you as bad fats are bad for you. So there's some of the very burnt fats that we use in our deep frying are really processed margarines and oils that are what we call pro-inflammatory. And anti-inflammatory fats tend to be, particularly our omega-3 fats, which are in our oily fish, in walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds. And there's also some omega-3 in things like olive oil, avocados. Now, they're, they're naturally anti-inflammatory. Then the other really strong, powerful um, in, inflammatory-quenching foods are deep-coloured fruits and vegetables. And I would maybe reverse that and say vegetables and fruit. Because uh, eating more veg than fruit is of benefit for all kinds of reasons. But the deeper the colour, the higher the antioxidant
1: effect, and therefore. Okay. And that's why you talk a lot about um, eating the rainbow.
2: Exactly, eating the rainbow, getting a little bit of the purple, the green, the yellow, the orange, all these foods. And I even with children, I often get them to get stickers and make a little daily diary, and they stick a sticker every time they have a food which isn't a skittle uh, that has one of those deep colours in it. So blueberries, uh, sweet potato, getting all the different colors in and then the other powerful and probably the big ones are our spices um ginger turmeric uh they're they're the curcuminoids in in turmeric is highly anti-inflammatory and pretty much all our herbs and spices have some anti-inflammatory effect rosemary ginger turmeric cinnamon cumin You name it. They've all they all add. So using them in cooking or making ginger teas, uh, herbal, Mm -hmm. they're all going to be adding to our ability to quench inflammation. And then also things like garlic, um, leeks, onions, those kind of foods.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing a lot of people talking about the importance of our gut health at the moment now as well. Um, talking about things like greek yogurt and um, bananas and stuff like that and um, well, how important is our gut health
2: well i would put it as like the most important thing that we should be taking care of what makes us a human is somewhere between eight and ten trillion cells uh, but we now know that our microbiome which are A whole family of microorganisms that include bacteria and yeast that live in and on our body um, outnumber us 10 to 1. And they are basically, um, they are so connected to our immune system, to our mood, to our hormone balancing, to our ability to digest and assimilate food. They are vital. And so much of our modern lifestyle and dietary habits have a negative effect on our microbiome. So going back to our, our good friend, the sugar, uh, too mm-hmm. much sugar tends to feed the wrong kind of bugs in our microbiome. And uh, as does a lot of our junk food, our processed food, the, I call them the whites, the white flour, the white rice, the white uh, refined carbohydrates. They tend to feed The wrong type of bugs. But what we now know about our microbiome, and there's huge research being done in our own country and in our own county in in Cork, in the APC microbiome, Mm. which is connected with UCC and Chagas, and they're leading the world in some of this information around our gut health and there's a huge lot of information about the gut-brain connection and uh, about um, how our, uh, we make a lot of our neurotransmitters, the brain chemicals that control mood and memory and concentration. We make them down there in our intestine by our gut bacteria and the things that feed our good bugs are called prebiotics. So there we need to be eating the food that our bacteria, our good bugs like So it's basically all the things we've been talking about, the high-fibre foods, uh, our uh, high-fibre vegetables, uh, the sourer fruit, whole grains, seeds, nuts. uh, And there's also a correlation between our protein intake and our food bugs. So legumes are a very good way of feeding um, these uh, bacteria. And then there comes the level of inputting more of these bugs into our systems and you mentioned our, our yogurt and kefir but there's also a plethora yes. of other things like um like sauerkraut uh kimchi a lot of the fermented foods uh and are... actually you meant
1: sorry Michelle, you mentioned you know time mm. that we now have this time and I, I actually see that lots of people are taking to fermenting these days that they are making their own um uh what is it kimchi and and kefir and all of that so that's that's another positive to come out of this
2: sure is and i've seen loads of people posting their sourdough bread and their kombucha and the one thing all these things need is that golden word time you know they need so much we, we we can't just put our hand into the the cupboard and take it out this bread and put it eat it or toast it you need to let the starter develop the the, the yeast in the air the microbes in the air grow to make the starter then yeah, good sourdough bread can take eight 12 14 hours depending on the temperature likewise kombucha and um, you know we get these scobies and we add that we give them food that they like to eat on they firm. Mm-hmm. they bestow on us then all these good yeasts and bacteria that work in harmony with our our body and actually help to make b vitamins to convert our nutrients to make our nutrients neurotransmitters and big time big time to support our new our, our immune system and our gut health
1: yeah exactly so and um, you were also telling me earlier you know time we're back to this golden word time again That we should use the time to develop habits new positive habits so that hopefully when you know, lockdown does end, and um, we'll emerge at the other end um, with some positive, positive things.
2: Yeah. And I do believe that if we can, you know, there's an old saying, old habits die hard. And it is so true. Like some psychologists believe that like up to 98 percent of what we do is habitual. 98% of our thoughts are habitual so to create a new habit we almost have to reinforce it by by that kind of all by by almost like wear and tear by just pushing yourself through our comfort zone to, to do that thing that we're not used to doing so if we get up in the morning and we have the The white bread and the toaster and the coffee made before. We've even thought about what we're going to have for our breakfast. To create the new habit, we actually almost have to visualize ourselves getting up in the morning and scrambling those eggs and cutting that avocado and maybe cooking off some spinach and sitting down with a knife and fork. I'm a great believer in knife and fork food. But when we've done this day in, day out, and some psychologists believe it takes us 21 days to create a new habit. The good news is by the end of the lockdown, we will have created new habits.
1: You were also talking earlier about you know, the importance of exercise, obviously to, to, to feel good, but also to help us with sleep. Now, a lot of us, um, our sleep has gone a little bit haywire these past couple of weeks. We're possibly staying up later, getting up later. Um, I guess if you're lucky, some people are getting a nap in during the day, depending on on, on your lifestyle. But um, you're a big believer in the quality sleep. Oh, I am. Yeah,
2: I think it's one of those areas. It's it's again, it's a big elephant in the room of 21st century life. Um, we're exposed to too much of the wrong kind of light at the wrong time, and not enough. Of the right light at the right time so okay. our sleep, wake, our sleep wake um s- system is is called our circadian rhythm and is controlled by a hormone called cortisol which is released by our adrenal glands and we can do tests to check this it's a saliva test it's quite interesting it's very interesting to look at what's happening at our cortisol but cortisol and melatonin kind of work in opposition so melatonin is our sleep hormone cortisol is our awake hormone and in an ideal world we get up in the morning and we're exposed to daylight and we have receptors at the back of our eyes that take this message that says hello it's daytime and the cortisol levels go up and simultaneously our melatonin which is our sleep hormone goes down and particularly if we get regular and adequate exposure To full spectrum daylight Mm -hmm. cortisol level stays up so go back to your earlier question that slump mid-afternoon sometimes stepping out into the daylight regardless of whether it's raining or if it's cloudy but letting the sun the light exposure the full spectrum light impact our our being and give that message to our body that it's daytime can actually bring up our, our awake hormone and so for a lot of us, we're not getting that message at daytime, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere where we live during the winter time. Sometimes we get up in the dark, we go into an artificial lit office, we come home in the dark and we're back into artificial light again. And there's very little exposure to good quality. Mm-hmm. Then we we'll balance that with the fact that we're on screens, we're on blue lit, backlit screens, which unfortunately, the wrong times of the day, are giving messages to our our brains that it's actually daytime. So we can be on screens at nighttime. This is giving our bodies a little cortisol boost at maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night. We turn off the laptop or turn off the phone and then we tell our body, okay, go to sleep. But your hormones are saying, hang on, I've got all this cortisol. You've told me it's daytime, you know. So So do you
1: think, um, sorry, do you think, you know, the same as we would do with our kids, But we need to wind ourselves down in the evening time um, and, you know, to to get a good night's sleep. Yes,
2: I do. I I think to honor these natural rhythms, these natural circadian rhythms, getting enough light, getting light in the morning, even if it's for 10 minutes, will bring down the melatonin and there will be a natural, it's like a pendulum swing. The pendulum swings to one side cortisol goes up, melatonin goes down, and then there's a crossover. 12 hours later, naturally towards evening, our melatonin starts to rise and cortisol starts to drop. And we become ready for natural deep sleep. And there's lots of really good devices now that can test our sleep quality. But it has been proven that uh, if we, people who get seven to eight good quality hours sleep, have better immune system, better mood, and the primarily better neuro, uh, less tendency towards neurodegeneration, which is a huge tendency in the modern world where a lot of um, neurodegenerative diseases are kicking in past, mid, you know, in the latter years. So getting good quality sleep is so important because we've discovered when we go to sleep, there's a there is a system, we've always known we had a lymphatic system, but now they've known we have a, a, a glymphatic system, which is almost like a brain backwashing that happens when we go to sleep. The brain shrinks slightly and the, the brain is, is, is almost cleansed with a type of lymphatic fluid, fluid, which takes away our toxins and cleans up the brain, gets it ready for the next day. So
1: I'm Netflix. guessing um, turning off Netflix is probably step one. And leaving
2: the phone out of the bedroom. Oh, big time, because these electronic devices are picking up, their, they're actually looking for their signal all the time. So, there's, there's a lot of suggestions that some of these electromagnetic frequencies are, are actually lightening our sleep. And uh, decreasing the quality of our sleep. So we might be feeling like we've been asleep, but not getting the quality sleep.
1: Okay, so I guess, Majella, you've you've spoken about, you know, using our time to cook from scratch. You've spoken about anti-inflammatory foods and the importance of sunlight, movement, good sleep. Is there anything else that we could, um, anything as easy we could incorporate into our day to like enhance our well-being and our and, and you know control? You're you're a believer in the, the breathing, deep breathing, taking a moment, aren't you? Yeah.
2: I, I I you just took the words out of my mouth because that was the next thing, like all our energy. You went back to that. 3 p.m. slump, uh, we think of energy coming from things like the sugar and the fats in our food. But actually, we have inside in our cells little mitochondria, which are our powerhouses. They're our batteries and they produce the, the wattage of these cells is called ATP. And the, the respiration, cellular respiration, the big thing it needs is oxygen. And when we're stressed, we have a tendency to shallow breathe. Um, and it becomes more pronounced when we don't move much. So if I just suddenly got off the chair here and walked across the room, I would be forced to breathe a little bit more deeper to give me a little bit more oxygen to move. But if we spend four five, lots of times so we can spend four hours just in front of a laptop or doing something that's quite stationary. We can go into almost rest mode. Our, brain, our breathing becomes quite shallow and we're not oxygenating our tissue. So mm. that metabolic process, that production of cellular ATP gets compromised. And we actually, our, our cell, our energy levels go down. And one of the things you can do, and again, talking about habits, just create a habit of, I tell even people every now and again, even if they to get the habit going, set a little alarm on their phone for every hour down tools and take five deep breaths and starting with the out breath emptying the lungs and when you put your hand on your belly you should feel Um. belly expand when you breathe in because your diaphragm which is the muscle that separates your your thoracic cavity from your abdominal cavity that should go down and should make your belly go out when you breathe in and so when you take those very deep breaths and you breathe out completely your belly should contract and then that's a good
1: idea and I like I like the idea of setting the alarm because I mean I guess a lot of the time some people might be a little bit you know they might resist these ideas as being oh that that's not for me that's airy-fairy but Five simple or five deep breaths an hour is something we can all do. It's very
2: easy. Yeah. And the proof of the pudding is actually in in, in trying it. It is amazing. If you, if you start to feel a little bit fuzzy brained or a little bit lethargic, if, well, one of the things I would suggest as well as that is drink a glass of water and take five deep breaths in that same moment. It is amazing how, that can avert the, the reach for the chocolate bar or the biscuit. Because the oxygen, literally every cell in your body needs oxygen to function. If we don't get oxygen for three minutes, cells start to die. Uh, so particularly the brain, the brain is the hungriest organ in our body. It, it has got about 10 times more of these mitochondria than other organs like our, what we normally think of as as very energy requiring organs like our muscles. So if we're using the brain, if we're concentrating, if you're studying, like exam students, the one thing we need is plenty of oxygen. So it's, and the other thing that five, those five deep breaths will do is they give our parasympathetic mess, um, um, our parasympathetic nervous system, the message that all is well. And it puts us into rest and repair mode. It puts us into the calm and and optimum functioning mode. So, and God you, knows
1: we we certainly need that. Yeah, we and, are so lucky. You make it sound so easy, Magella. But I guess once you know how, once you know how. So I'm guessing that that glass of wine and, and packet of crisps that night is is not allowed for me tonight. So then...
2: Now, you know what, I, there, is the, there is a little wisdom in a little of what you fancy does you good. And I'm great <laughs> in that, that idea that you, you, there is actually nutritional benefit from that glass of wine. I'm particularly fond of making sure that it's from a good source, I I would say, if it's organic. I would say the regularity of it, maybe we, we don't like, it's a form of a treat. Resveratrol is one of the phytonutrients that's in our deep colors including our red grapes and it actually does have a benefit to our immune system and that,
1: not, every, just not every night i'm guessing not
2: every night yeah and a lot of the um, research lately into the mediterranean diet which incorporates a lot of olive oil a lot of healthy fats uh, they do tend to sit down uh, they, they take sometimes an hour and a half, two hours to a meal, relaxing while they eat. And I think that's another thing we've gotten, going back to this lovely word, time again. We all, I know our family, we spend a lot more time over our meals at the moment. We're not running off to a meeting or a club or a gym class or a, a training session or even. Yeah. So, you know, we, we we sit down, we take longer over food. And digestion, you know, there is an old expression, we are what we eat. But I would qualify it by saying we are what we digest. And stress interferes with our ability to convert those nutrients into the form that our body utilizes them. So that ability to relax, like I say, that could be some of the science behind the glass of wine with the meal, because it definitely slows us down our nervous system and can help us digest. Not for, not for every day, but certainly it's not the it's not the be on like what I'm trying to say I'm not dictating bring you your glass of wine and
1: <laughs> just thing. not on Monday and Tuesday night, maybe just Friday night Which, yeah, I've learned so much and I'm actually curious to um uh hear how lockdown is going in your household. you have some of your your children are have come back home recently, have they
2: yeah, yeah, so my two boys were. One of them was in college in Cork and the other one was on placement in Australia and very exciting life. And uh, he was suddenly um it was all because he was working with a football team. It was all term- terminated and he was he's come home. And I would say the first week of us all back under one roof again was challenging. And I would say we have now found a rhythm. Um yeah. We have luckily enough, they, they, they managed to beg, steal and borrow a few gym equipment and they have turned the shed into a bit of a gym. We live out by the sea, so uh, we get into there for a swim. I, I swim most days, they get in some days, but we can go for a walk, a cycle. And they are actually taking turns cooking and I am very impressed with their culinary skills and I get nights off the kitchen. Um And if I were to put my hand on my heart, I would say
0: there have been lots more positives than negatives. Thanks, Emma. And don't forget, if you can't get to the shops, you can subscribe online by going to southernstar.ie and clicking on the e-paper tab at the top of your screen. You can also call our office at 028 21200 for a postal copy to be sent out to you. Thank you for listening to the Southern Star Coronavirus podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So uh, here now we have this week's musical treat. It's called "Even the Sun Don't Shine on Lonely Hearts in Shadow." It's by Artfield man Alan Tobin. Now. Alan would be well-known to lots of Westcourt people. Um, He is part of the well-known, very popular and successful band, Low Mountain. So he turned 40 last year and decided instead of a party, he would bite the bullet and go into the recording studio and record some of his own stuff. Um, And this is his his, debut single, which is just out this weekend. Now, Interestingly, it it has got links to a chap called Brendan Canty, who lots of people would know from Connollys and Lep and Brendan, um, is renowned because he he recorded um, one of Hosier's um, top tracks. Take me, what was it? she take me, take me to church. He uh, did
0: a video, yeah, the video
1: exactly. Sorry, he did the video for me. So um, yeah, so Alan, yeah, let's let's enjoy Alan's track.
3: I don't wanna fool for her I don't wanna break down. I just wanna love you, my dear. I just wanna color you with every hue. alone Even the sun don't shine On lonely hearts in shadow Your eyes, your soul forever My dear. Turning tides between land and sky
2: smiling Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media Podcast production Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper And support local, quality and trusted journalism Visit
3: www.subscribe.southernstar.ie